This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff. First of the end zone. Touchdown. With Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti. Well, welcome one and all. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. I'm Mike Valenti. Boomer Asiasen. Booms, how are you? You know, Mike, I'm doing great, and it's great to be working with you here. And thanks for coming to New York for our first show. Always. Yeah, it's great. You know, so I played in the NFL for 14 years, as you know, and I've been covering the NFL now for 25 years. And there's nothing better than covering a week worth of games in an hour's worth of shows because, you know, we get to everything. We're going to touch on a lot of different things. And, I, you know, there's so many stories heading into this year. And with the way that the Buffalo Bills played on Thursday night, I think we all think that we're going to see them in Arizona come Super Bowl 57. It's quite possible, and it's a perfect segue into the first thing I'm going to ask you in the rundown. You ready to hit it? I'm ready to hit it, man. Let's go. Let's go. This is the NFL Rundown. All right, Booms, let's lead off with what we saw on Thursday night because I got two. You tell me if both of these are credible or they're both nonsense. I think Stafford's elbow is an issue. And we know that Rams offensive line is a major problem. Well, the, I agree with you with the offensive line because they lost, you know, Andrew Whitworth to retirement. He was there last night to welcome everybody back to SoFi Stadium. But uh, Matthew Stafford, he'll be fine. You know, they play the Falcons next week. They'll be they'll bounce back, and everybody will forget about this uh, drubbing at the hands of the the Bills. For me, it was more about the Bills because I always talk about quarterbacks that are on trajectories of greatness, and when do they get to the Super Bowl? And I feel like um, Josh Allen is that quarterback, Mike. You know, he's the guy that every year he's gotten better and better and better. And he, maybe he would have went to the Super Bowl last year had he had a chance to have the ball in overtime against the Chiefs. And because of the ineptitude of the, I guess, the Bills' defense last year, they wanted to make a statement last night. Because remember the last time we saw them, they gave up, you know, uh, what, three points in 13 seconds and about 40 yards to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think Leslie Frazier's group – Came out last night with a purpose. Well, there was also uh, – Von Miller made a difference. Made a huge difference. And, I mean, I, I understand, like, you can't sign one guy and think that's going to be the changer. He was peak Von Miller. Well, he's a game He's a game wrecker. That's what they call these defensive ends nowadays. And this is why all these teams this offseason have tried to recalibrate. Look at what the Chargers did. They went out and got Khalil Mack to, te- right. to team up with jo- uh, Joey Bosa. Uh, Chandler Jones is now – in uh, in Las Vegas, you have Yannick Ngakwe in Indianapolis. These are the players that, you know, when they make the play, it usually it wrecks the game. And that's exactly what Von Miller did last night. I don't think that the Bills could have asked for a better start to their season no. than the way that it, played, that it played out against the Rams. Just one last note on the offensive line. I mean, look, you kind of have what you have to start the season. You're not going to be able to have Superman come in and save you. 
what is the way forward for them? I mean, if we take, hey, the Bills are a top 10 defense, maybe top five. We know Von Miller played great. That is a major uh, – Stafford had no ability to get comfortable. You know, to me, I think about the problems they're going to have when they face the San Francisco 49ers oh, in God. their own uh, division. Uh, you, you took for granted the greatness of uh, Andrew Whitworth. I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to get him to come out of retirement. I mean, that's Something. how bad it was last night. And no boom, you know, if you stick him inside, you can hide him as a as a as a guard. But when you put him out there on the edge and you're, you're playing against these quick defensive ends and these edge rushers, uh, then it, all of a sudden that weakness shows itself, and that was obvious last night. But also remember Von Miller, former Ram. And he wanted to have a big night yeah. on national television, and certainly he did. All right, let's go to number two because I, I know I talked to you about this before. Lamar Jackson, deadline is here, contract. You're running the Ravens. How do you handle it? I, I know how I feel. I want to see where you're at with it. All right, so here's the deal. He is upset, I think, that the contracts uh, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray just signed. And the reason he's upset with those contracts is because it's only $160 million in guaranteed only. money. Only. Well, I'm sorry, but that's that's, that's the, the way he's got to look at it. And the reason he's got to look at it that way is because he's using Deshaun Watson in the idiotic contract that the Browns gave him as the the benchmark for where he wants to start. And Steve Bishotti, the owner of the Ravens, came out right after Deshaun signed that contract with the Browns and said, oh, this is going to create a problem for all of us right. who have quarterbacks that we're going to have to sign. And right now, this is what's been going on. And remember... Lamar, it's him. It's his mom and him are doing the negotiating, and I think they have a number in the back of their mind. Now they know he's making twenty three million this year, and by all accounts, next year if he has a great year this year and he bets on himself, uh, they'll have to uh, franchise tag him. If they franchise tag him, it's going to be upwards of forty seven million. So right. essentially, he knows he's got seventy million guaranteed in his back pocket right now. I kind of think they're going to get something done. I feel like. We will hear something. Give me a range. Spitball. I'm going to say $200 million guaranteed. And I'm going to say somewhere maybe the back-end number, maybe $300 million, just because that's a number. I know, the number you. doesn't mean anything. It's no. not Patrick Mahomes. But the, but the number will mean something, you know, when it's in print. And, I look, I, I understand it won't be popular. I just feel like the Ravens are trapped. And I look, Lamar's incredible. He's fun to watch. He, there's, we may have, not, it, it might be him and Vic is the two best playmakers at quarterback. Maybe Josh Allen's getting there now. But Boomer, I, I just can't. When you look at a guy like Lamar, we've seen this. They're front runners. They have to play with the lead. He struggles come playoff time to go, you know, on platform, on time, accurate. I know what they got to do, but I don't know if it's going to result in them getting where they need to go because the minute his body starts to decline, we saw this with Cam Newton. You're going to have a real problem on your hands. So they're they're trapped. I, I think you make a good point. It's perception versus reality. The perception is is that they have to sign him. He's a top ten quarterback, and he's the face of the franchise. The reality is is that I don't believe he's a top ten quarterback. No. Neither do you. No. And one of the reasons for that is because you pay the quarterback to be able to come back and win games in the fourth quarter, and that is not his strong suit. No. And their passing game is one of the worst in the league. And he, he, look, he runs a lot, and he's not as big as Josh Allen. No, and he's not. I don't. I don't. He's about as quick as Michael Vick. But I thought Michael Vick was a little bit more stout than he is. Um, and you know, Michael lasted. You know, he was good, but he wasn't great. And I, and I think he's looking for greatness money. And I don't think he's the. I don't think he's earned that yet. Well, the other thing too is I can't reconcile. You know, you have this quarterback who has limitations, and they do seemingly nothing 
to address the skill positions. Now, Mark Andrews is fabulous, and we know they're always going to churn running backs. Boomer, how the hell are you going to pay this guy $200, $250, 300000000 million? You refuse. Oh, and by the way, we're going to trade your best receiver in the offseason. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's also on the Ravens. You got to get some guys with some catch radius in here and, and help this kid out. And by the way, they traded the wide receiver in the offseason because the wide receiver wanted out of there. And why did the wide receiver want out of there again, you know, with his best friend? Because he knows his best friend is not going to throw him the ball over 120 times a right. season. Or and, it's going to be seven yards off target. Right. And I'm sure his cousin, Antonio Brown, was in Marquise Brown's ear saying, hey, oh, you know what? God. You got to get out of there because you're not going to be able to make any money because you're not going to be able to. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be the focus of the offense where he will be the focus in the offense in Arizona and playing with Kyle Murray. So, yeah, it is a it is a tough thing to answer. I'm just, It's perception and reality. Yeah. And I, all I know is that, you know, God God forbid you say anything negative about Lamar Jackson. Oh, you're a pariah. Yeah. It's, but I don't care. The facts are the facts. And I've even seen it where Troy Aikman's calling a game. And he's showing you factually where the ball was supposed to be and where it actually ended up. They're two different zip codes. Yeah. It's reality. All right, let's go to issue number three. I, I wanted your take on Pat Mahomes. This comment was really interesting because I think Tyreek Hill was one of the ultimate – guys that dictated coverage it just dictated what the defense is going to do Tyreek goes to Miami Patrick Mahomes comes out and goes no problem it's all good every week's going to be a new guy I'm not convinced of that but I wanted your take do you buy this transition from Tyreek into this new world for the Chiefs they're about to face you know uh when you you pay a guy 45 million dollars a year um he's got to be able to camouflage wherever the weakness may may find themselves and in this case uh, Tyree Kill was a incredible playmaker. We all know that, and he's going to be great for Tua and Mike McDaniel down in Miami. But much like Devontae Adams in Green Bay, you can't pay your quarterback and your wide receiver that kind of money and expect to have them eat that much of the salary cap right. up. So th- th- those two teams are in the same situation, and both of those teams are going to rely on their quarterbacks to get the best out of the players that they have on the field. And believe you me, I mean, Kansas City offensively, with Andy Reid and with Patrick Mahomes, they're going to average 30 points a game. They they, they just will because he's that good. And he's like, to me, uh, he makes so many plays that so many other quarterbacks are incapable of making. He can throw running backwards. He can throw looking the other way. And, he can, and he's about as accurate and as calm on the field as a quarterback has ever been in the history of this league. So if there were ever a guy or two guys that can handle the loss of their top receivers, both Aaron Rodgers and um, and Patrick Mahomes are those two quarterbacks. Yeah, the other thing is, you know, there's part of it that's been a luxury for Kansas City is it doesn't matter where Tyreek is. We have to have somebody up top. We have to. you got to have two yeah, guys. Yeah, there's yes. no – so now you take that away. And look, Kelsey is still fabulous, but he's showing signs of, of, of a little bit of regression here, a little bit of age – I just, hey, we talk about the Chiefs, but a lot of these receivers they've brought in, they've drafted, it hasn't, you know, McCall Hardman, prime example, hasn't worked. 
you know, you bring in some of these guys. Sky Moore now. What we're gonna we're, we're gonna act like he's Justin Jefferson. I just <laughs> you know you know what I mean. Though. Yeah, I know what you the mean. The way people talk about it, they think Andy Reid waves a wand, and yeah. all of a sudden it's oh no problems. Well, I, I will I will just say that the quarterback is is the the controlling factor in all of this, and you know we'll find out pretty quickly week four, week five, week six whether or not they are the team that they were prior to all these defections that they've had. You know, they're trying to rebuild their defense. I think their defense is going to be a little bit better. But I do know this, that to me, they are a wild card team here as we sit. They are not a division winner. I agree. And that division is as brutal as I've ever seen one. And I think the Chargers are the team in that division. I really do. I mean, with the addition of Khalil Mack, that defense, and J.C. Jackson, even though he may not play in week one, right. the fact of the matter is Justin Herbert is the next coming of Josh Allen. Joe Burrow is the next coming of Josh Allen. That Those are the players that are now coming through the pipeline that they are on that trajectory for a championship. Oh, on paper. They're fa- I just This is like inherent bias for me. Every time I get excited about the Chargers, hmm. they launch themselves down a flight of stairs. Yeah, but this problem is, like, you work in Detroit, and you have this Detroit thing oh, about yeah, yeah. you. And I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, and you're That's a Giants fan part. on top of it. It's the worst part. So you can't bring all your negativity from what you do on your, you know, for your real job and on the fact that you're a Giant fan and then try to bring it to the Chargers. All right. and I know the Chargers have had history. A bit. But that history is about to change because look at the quarterback. Uh, he's unbelievable. He All is. right, hold on. So let, let's get the toothpaste out of the tube then because I, right. had, I had one on here I wanted to ask you because okay. I need you to – I need just the state of New York. Jets, Giants – it's as bad as it gets. The Zach Wilson injury did not help, although I don't think he's any good. The point is, do either of these teams, if I make you pick one of them, do either of them have a chance to be, as we put it, in the graphic in the month of December as the teams in the hunt? Do we at least get to see a logo with an outside shot? You know, for different reasons. Uh, the Giants are in the NFC, so there would be a better chance for them just simply because there aren't as many good yeah, teams AFC's and loaded. as good quarterbacks. The problem with the Jets is that they're in the AFC and you have all these great quarterbacks and they're they're in the uh, AFC East where I think that they're probably either the third or the fourth team in this division. Now, they they I thought they had a great offseason. I thought their draft was good. I thought their offseason spending was good, especially on defense and on the offensive line. And then all of a, all of a sudden injuries hit in preseason. So they are starting off on the wrong foot, if you will. The Giants are a mess. And the reason the Giants are a mess, and you know this, is uh, they, they spend the least amount of money of their cap money, their cap percentage on defense, than any other team in the NFL. They are 32nd in the amount of money that they spend on defense. Uh, they are number one on spending money on wide receivers that do nothing <laughs> and have done nothing. So uh, I, I, I don't see how the Giants win more than five games this year. I really don't. And Joe Shane, their new GM, has been kind of prepping the Giant fan yeah. for this. Because he keeps reminding them that he has to dig out from under what Dave Gettleman left behind. There, and again, this is my biggest problem in sports, is when owners give a guy essentially an ultimatum, either publicly or privately, and they go, okay, you got to clean it up. Well, now you got a guy who's supposed to be the steward of a franchise and make decisions that are long-term viable, making short-term CYA moves, which I think we all know what that means. So now... Shane's got to unwind a yarn ball that is just soaked in kerosene. I, it drives me insane as a Giants fan. Well, it insane. should. It should. There were there were some good picks that Gettleman made. Andrew Thomas was a good pick. Brian McKinney's a good pick. I mean, they have they have some good young players on the team. But the problem is, you know, what is Daniel Jones? Is he the real deal or isn't he? And I'm telling you, Brian Dable and Joe Shane, the moment that they met Daniel Jones, they realized that they weren't coaching 
let's face it, Josh Allen. You're kidding. I, I mean, and we saw Josh Thursday night against the uh, against the Rams. You know, you, you see the forearm that he gave or, you know, to, to, as he's he was going on, It was a Nick arm. Scott? Yeah, yeah. Right it in the was, flat. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. That's who jo- Josh Allen is. They'd love for, you know, Daniel Jones to turn into that, but that's not going to happen here. So that's why I don't think that they're going to have uh, but five wins this season. The Jets – Man, I'll, I'll tell you what, if they if they go 0-3 with Joe Flacco as quarterback, you might as well just write the season off. Well, and I, we'll get to it later. I'm telling you right now, if they, I think the Jets are going to have one of the worst records in the league. If they end up with the opportunity to take a Bryce Young, a C.J. Stroud, something like that. Oh, they'll do it. They have to. They will do it. I never liked the Wilson pick, but I'll save that for later. All right, I need to drop this hand grenade in your lap because I'm just not smart enough to figure this out. You want to explain to me what Belichick's doing in New England with an <laughs> offense? Oh, I use this term loosely. Offensive brain trust of Matt Patricia, yeah. Lanyard, and a pencil, and Joe Judge, special teams all-star, and they're the offensive brain trust. Well, you want to know why they did not name an offensive coordinator? They didn't name an offensive coordinator because both of those guys are still getting paid by their previous employers as head coaches. Uh, And if you name them offensive coordinators, that means you have to pay them more. And then either the Lions or the Giants have to pay Judge and Patricia less. This is why we come to you. This is this is the type of Oracle knowledge I need. Well, this is how you save money in the NFL. And that's exactly what Bill Belichick's doing up there. I mean, it's a weird it's a weird team. They've had a really weird offseason. They've had a bad uh, offseason in regards to their, their offense. I, I will say that they'll be better than what we've seen in preseason, but I know one thing, that Josh McDaniels isn't easily replaced. No. He's just not easily replaced, and, and, and poor Mac, uh, Mac Jones is going to have to go through some even more growing pains now. All right, you want to pick some games? Sure, let's all do right. it. Coming up next, Boomer and Valeni kickoff. We pick them all next.